because you have to grab your competition by the throat and you've got to squeeze the life out of your competition. Just like I did to WCW. All right, everybody, welcome to the Comic Wrestling Podcast. This is the Wrestling Ring. I'm Deadly Dave. I'm Ace Williams. And joining us again, Marcadius. <laughs> so, would that make us the uh, six man tag team champions of podcasts? How would that make us six man? Or there's only well, three of us. It's the six man titles, you know, when there's you know three to a team. Never mind. No. The stupid WWE rules are stupid. We, we were planning on talking about uh, Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man, but Ace informed me that, yes, we had talked about them before, so I decided to uh, pick 2001 in the WWF in the greater wrestling business. Now, we're not going to do the whole year because there's a lot there's there. There's a lot there. But I figured the spring into the summer, there was a lot going on, not just in the WWF, but in sports as a whole. So I thought it was actually a really good topic to talk about. So um, we're going to go back to 2000. The XFL is announced, owned by Vince McMahon and NBC, and that does tie into to what we're talking about. You can't even read that! It says invasion time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that was doomed from the start to begin with, being owned by Vince McMahon and him being the... What, the you know, XFL? Yeah, to be, being the face of it and everything and bringing wrestlers into it was was really stupid. Well, it's not like he really brought wrestlers in, because I listened to the podcast with Conrad, and it was really only just The Rock. But then you had Vince, like being one of the first people you see, too, and having him being associated with the WWF was kind of... But you, 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 and you had Jim Ross doing commentary, and Jerry the King Lawler, and Jesse Ventura, and... You Jesse know, Ventura, because he was friends with Dick... Dick uh, Abersall, yeah. Yeah, and that was just the publicity But he also that, has, so. you know, the wrestling connection, too, so it's... I uh, think you're just splitting hairs now. <laughs> but at the beginning of 2001, Stone Cold Steve Austin wins the Royal Rumble, setting up for WrestleMania, which Austin had just had neck surgery the year before, so it was his big comeback, so... That, that was actually pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, right around WrestleMania time, the first game of the XFL is February 3rd. Mm -hmm. So you've got that going on. You've got WrestleMania coming up, one of the biggest WrestleManias of all time. I don't know how they pulled that off. When you've, when you've got that much attention. So you know, many hands on the, the machine at once, yeah. The, especially when you have Vince, who is the overall seer of everything. Yeah. And I remember Pritchard saying that, they went in on, like, a Sunday or something like that to rehearse. Not to rehearse, but to go over shit. And fucking Doop 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 himself was like, can we just, like, call it a day for today? And Vince was like, I'm not going to put one thing to the side to do another thing. Like, he was full yep. bore all of it at once. But then also at the end of February, the cat gets released from her contract and Jerry Lawler quits in protest. Mm -hmm. But fortuitous, Paul Heyman joins the... The announced team in the end of March or the beginning of March because ECW shuts down. Well, not officially, um, but I mean they have no TV deal. They have you know n their pay per view gets taken canceled. So of course the ECW wrestlers had no idea. They thought they were still having a pay per view having. in March, which is a shitty thing for Paul Heyman to do. And I can see why people still you know Sour don't on. like him. You know, I, I was listening to Tommy Dreamer's podcast and he was saying that. At one point, he was thinking about, at WrestleMania, walking up behind Heyman, shooting him in the back of the oh, head, yeah. and then killing himself. 
that's fucked up. Yeah, I do remember. You know that. that that shows you how much that company meant to some of the guys that you know that were working there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, right right before WrestleMania, six days before WrestleMania, in fact, WCW closes, and they do a simulcast with Vince McMahon saying, "I now own WCW, and I have its very fate in the palm of my hands," which was really cool. And then you have Shane come out at the end of it. You know, saying that I own WCW. Right, there's a McMahon name on that contract, yep. but it's not Vince McMahon. It's Shane. Yep, yep. And, and I thought that was really cool because you've already had you already had the storyline of Shane and Vince, you know, leading into WrestleMania, which is was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the storyline to me, like kind of like the XFL, was doomed from the start because other than DDP and Booker T, you had no big stars because of the contracts, and they didn't even use DDP. Not not the beginning, no. They not didn't. even in the any of the right ways of what no. DDP was representative. Because he was one of their major stars, and they they dropped the ball with that for sure. Yep. But because of the contracts, Goldberg, Sting, Hogan, Hall, Nash, Steiner, they were getting paid to sit at home. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna take a buyout of their contract. You know what I mean? That that I can understand them sitting at home and and not and not taking a deal to go on the road and be on TV. I right. can totally understand that. So you really only had guys like Sean Stasiak and Chavo Guerrero and... Like the non-superstars, yeah, really. Yeah, and guys that had just come out of the power plant that had really no idea what they were doing. And you could see it when they tried to put them in, you know, into the st- Invasion storyline to begin with. They, they just had no clue what to well, do. Well, even with, with Sean Stasiak, I don't even understand why that's a talent you would have signed on. Because you did nothing with that guy. Yeah, you blackballed him and then sent him to WCW. Like, yeah. He just... Now, we might have to not take a break. You guys can keep talking. I mean, or you can take a break because I feel like I uh, might have to to rest again. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Today, Junior! All right, so we're back. We had to take a little break. Technical difficulties. Yep. So I was talking about how it was doomed from the start. And with it being so close to WrestleMania, I don't think they put enough focus on WCW like they could have. Yeah, I mean, I never, I've never seen the last, the whole last show or whatever. But I mean, it. I, I when I think about it, I don't. They didn't care. They just no. wanted to do it to say this was part of WWF, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it would have been better as if you had, you had all those guys under contract. I get that you've got to pay them and everything, but you could have done a reboot of the brand later. Yeah. Get through WrestleMania season, secure a TV deal for it. Make sure you've got all your ducks in a row, and then bring all those guys in. Right. You know? Yeah. That's, that's a good it's, point. It's not like they were hurting for money at that point. They were a publicly traded company. They were making, they were having WrestleMania, you know, which was going to be the, one of the biggest ones they've ever had. Um, now Super Showdown is the biggest fucking oh, thing. Fuck like, what a bunch fuck of, me running. That's what a bunch cool. of poop that one is. Um, a lot of people, though, uh, don't talk about the, some of the stuff that they were doing back then that you couldn't do today. All of it? Yeah. It's it Braun panties matches and at one point so Vince, many. Vince had Trish strip and bark like a dog bark in like the middle of the dog. ring. Could you imagine them doing that now? Which I gotta say, WWE is riding high on the nostalgia train because nobody fucking gives a shit about Goldberg. His entire yeah. WWE run since even he debuted back in 04, whatever the fuck it was. He has had no appeal at all. They, his run when, when he came back, okay, yeah, he's big Bill Goldberg, but everybody beat him down, right? Yep. He had one feud with The Rock that nobody gave a fuck about. You never hear that. 
he went on to have a WrestleMania moment with or with Lesnar. And the only reason people talk about that is because they were both leaving the company. And how shitty the match was. How shitty any of his matches yep. are. Outside of WCW, when he's playing ball with the big guys, he doesn't know how to fucking work a match. He, and he knocks himself out in almost every match that he has. Right. Why would you want to... You just had that fucking shitty... Super Showdown match there with Undertaker that we ridiculed. Now you're going to try your fancy again and go against Dolph Ziggler? Tonight, as a matter of fact, the night that we're recording this. Who the fuck cares? But my yep. point was, Trish Stratus, who the fuck cares about you coming back and feuding with Charlotte Flair? Yep. Where is that going to go from there? Are you going to come back full-time after you beat her and become women's champion? It's just... WWE is a nostalgia trip that needs to They're fucking They're grasping do. at straws because they don't know what to do. Exactly. And I'm not saying AEW or Impact or Ring of Honor are, are any better alternatives because they all have their flaws. But holy shit, WWE needs to get its head out of its own ass. Because they're not, they're not what they were and they're never going to be that. And they need to stop focusing on what's so politically correct and what we should or shouldn't be doing. No, just go out there and fucking put on the best show you can with what you have, like... And, like, like the 24-7 title they've got what now... a joke. ...is the hardcore title without hardcore. It's a joke. It really is. I mean, that back in, you know, 99, 2000, 2001, the hardcore title, it wasn't a comedy thing. Well, yes, it, it had was, comedy but spots, but it wasn't full-on comedy. When you had Raven going against, you know, Rhino, that exactly. wasn't fucking comedy. That, that was know, to put those ECW guys in a spot where you couldn't put them in any other other way because you didn't want to use them. But, yep. but yeah, the the hardcore title, and it started off as a joke for Vince McMahon, you yep. know, presenting it to Foley. And then it actually and, became something, yeah. Exactly, which was badass. And this 24-7 thing, I can't even believe they got Mick Foley to present it. It's like, come on. I respect Mick Foley, but he's doing stuff just for money now. Which I get because he you probably know. needs it because he's crippled as a motherfucker, but right. still, go write a kid's book about Christmas. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about you presenting the 24-7 title that looks stupid as dog shit. I'm a little hot from that. I'm sorry. So, we kind of got into WrestleMania 17 a little bit. Where would you rank that? 17? Yeah. What was the main event? Austin, Austin Rock. Austin Rock, again, for the second time? Yeah, second time, yep. Also had TLC2. You had Triple H against Undertaker. Undertaker. Uh, Angle against Benoit. Jericho against Michaels. No, right? Jericho was against uh, William Regal for the Intercontinental. For the Intercontinental, that was the opening match. Um, Taz in the APA against the right to censor, and Taz knocked himself out in the match. I'm all right with it. Is this okay to have on for the the show? We were going to do Hogan Brothers, but we can't. But he's here. <laughs> but I think the big match that everybody talks about is TLC2 with the Dudleys, with the Dudleys. Hardys, and... Uh, Edge and Christian. And also you had Rhino, Spike, and Lita all get all involved, involved in that, in that too. I think they... I mean, they had that all booked when WCW went down, so it's not like, you know... But you could have you could have brought the WCW guys in with the Shane McMahon-Vince thing. Yep. Had them at ringside keeping Vince in the ring or something. You know what I mean? Lumberjacks or yeah. some shit. WCW just, lumberjacks on one side, WWF lumberjacks Like you said, on he just didn't give a shit about it from the start. No, he just wanted it to say he had it. Yep. Um... But, of course, Austin turns heel during that main event, which he says is one of his biggest regrets. I can't believe that. Like, I'm sure his merchandise did not sell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think creative-wise, he just didn't think it was a good move after the I've fact, heard a know? lot of stories throughout the last couple of years of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I have lost a lot of, like, respect for him almost. With There was something specific he wanted to do 
they wanted him to work with somebody, and he was just like, I'm not working with that guy. I'm not working with him. And, and Pritchard's going off might saying... Might have been Jarrett. Jarrett. It was either Jarrett or Jericho. I think it was. It might have been Jarrett. I think it was Jarrett. Yeah, he said flat out, I'm not working with him. Which it's like, in my opinion, because I know I've heard this in wrestling, like, you just do what you got to do. Like, I've never heard of another wrestler saying, I'm not working with this one, and then still be able to stay main champ. Yeah. It's like, dude, you fucking bite the bullet. You're the big dog in the house. Like, go make something out of that chicken salad. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, like the thing with in 02 when he left with Lesnar, and there was no buildup, and they just None. wanted him to lose the throwaway match for the King of the Ring tournament. That I can understand mm-hmm. saying no to. But just flat out saying, I'm not going to work with this guy. Just because you can't lace my boot. He didn't say that. Hogan said that about Hart. But right. Still, it's just, I've heard stories like that. And then to see like you know him come back at the Raw reunion really only to promote his beer. Yep. It's like, god damn, you guys are like just not as cool as I used to think you were. Like The Rock just officially announcing he's retired from wrestling. Motherfucker, you never had to announce it. We all knew it. Yep. You only do run-ins when it's beneficial to your paycheck. Yeah, or, or beneficial to Roman Reigns. Right, like, yep. hot garbage. Yeah. Uh, the next night on Raw, after WrestleMania, uh, there was a, a steel cage match, a rematch, with uh, Austin against The Rock for the WWF title. And uh, Triple H came in looking like he was going to be the babyface to help out The Rock, and instead ah, he, tur- ah. he turns on The Rock and you get... The two-man power trip. Two-man power trip. Which they actually ran with for a while. But they don't ever talk about it at all. No, through Backlash and Judgment Day, and then, of course, Triple H tears his quad, and that takes all the steam out of that. Did you know at the the simultaneously, like the same exact time when he tore his quad, so didn't Kevin Nash? (laughs) It was, it's like (laughs) universally connected at the hip. (laughs) Just weird. I think it's great that he finished the match, though. That's fucking amazing. I have never not seen that guy take an injury and not finish a match. Like, even when he blew out his tit, <laughs> and he's all fucking, like, you know, he still went on with that match. Like, even all the shit match. But. How do you blow out your tit? <laughs> like, his pull, tit blew you out. Pull, you pull your pec muscle or you tear your oh. pec. Right. You, you know, women have done it. Mickey James blew out her tit legitimately. <laughs> China out. did, too. Right. They blew out their implants. <laughs> Blowing them tits out. Um, I would say the invasion officially started on May 28th when Lance Storm interfered in a match and super kicked Perry Saturn. If I could be serious for a moment, I, I think they dropped the ball with him too because he uh, he was a great performer and I thought his gimmick was great with him being serious and everybody else being goofy around him. But that's him. Vince not getting the concept of yeah. him thinking, oh, he's just boring. It's it's being in his bubble, the the Vince McMahon bubble all the time and not. Well, that's just like, to go back to the XFL, I remember Pritchard saying to him, they're like, Vince, you can't have that guy go out there. He's got the word teabag on his jersey. You know, because they can pick whatever names they want, Skullfucker or whatever, any of them, you know. You know, his story for Vince is like, well, it's a teabag. You put it in tea, don't you? Yeah. He can go out there with that. Like, oh, no, teabagging is when you put your balls on someone's face. Right. Well, that's like the Godfather. He didn't get any of the drug references. Which, how do you fatty and all that? Yeah. Like, how are you that out of it, but yet you have such genius ideas? Like, you're wearing a shirt, so it's just instantly making me think of Vince McMahon. Like, I just heard for the first time the other day how they were going to go about the storyline where the limousine blew up. I And I, I'm just awestruck that this is true, but 
Vince wanted a way off of TV yeah. and thought, well, damn it, killing myself will work. Yeah, I can't be on TV if I'm dead, pal. What yeah. the f... How are you ever going to come back? Are you just going to never come back to TV for the next 30 years and yeah. just say, I've been dead? I'm pretty sure you'd be seen out in public. What he's a kind, story He's, he's kind of like a little kid who gets fixated on something for like 10 seconds. And then, and then, it's, and then it's like, oh, well, we'll figure it out later. And it's the grand yeah. scheme of it all. Like, ah... If I died in a limo, wouldn't that be good TV? <laughs> sure, but then Benoit died and it made better TV. <laughs> I have to say the DDP being Sarah Stalker has to be it. a Vince that has to be a Vince McMahon idea. Stupid. Well just he sees Sarah backstage one day and says, Well we'll have DDP Stalker. Right, because DDP you you totally give off that creeper vibe all in WCW when you were throwing up the sign of a pussy, right? I don't know. That was a diamond upside down. I bet you he had no idea who DDP was. Never no. seen a second of anything DDP had ever done. Um, but one good thing I think the the that whole thing did. Shane wrestled Kurt Angle at King of the Ring. What a mess, though. That was him throwing him through the paint, the 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 windows, the the glass windows and shit, and keep doing it. And you can hear Shane's head hit the yeah, the concrete and shit. I don't understand how nobody like just called that right off in the moment. I mean, clearly they don't know that that glass that they're throwing them through is the wrong one, but it's like, Jesus, why isn't there somebody on, like, a headset talking to the referee saying, stop doing that? Right, like, yeah. tell him to stop that that spot, but Jesus Christ, I mean, that's probably why Shane McMahon is the best in the world now! <laughs> He's the greatest! <laughs> um... July 9th, ECW joins the alliance, and Stephanie McMahon is uh, announced as the owner of ECW. I wouldn't have done it that way. I think what I would have done is, you already had Paul Heyman Yeah, I would have brought Paul Heyman back into the, the mix. I think what I would have done is I would have said to Eric Bischoff, I know you've still got a contract with Turner, and you can sit at home and do nothing and draw that money. You name me a price, all you have to do is work TVs, you still have Shane say, I bought WCW. But then you bring in Heyman and have ECW. And then you bring in Eric Bischoff. Well, listening to Bischoff on some of his podcasts, that w would have never worked. He was so hating the WWF at that point. Like, I listened to the one where it was talking about the last Nitro. And he's like, I've never even watched it because it just makes me sick to my stomach that it's a WWF production. I think, though... If you had given him enough money, he would have done it. You think money talks for everything, man. Some people have dignity and pride over that. I would walks. I know I wouldn't have. I'd been like, no, man, you shove it right up your ass. You bought my company and you want to pay me with that money that you are making off of it? No, I would have told him. But to then shut a year it. later, he comes in. So. Well, because healing, you know, in time. <laughs> it, well, no, for real. Like, if you want to say pay them immediately after he loses his company, that just sounds stupid to me. Paul Heyman has no dignity. That guy will do whatever. Bischoff clearly had some kind of dignity of himself to be like, no, I'm... To but not even it, watch it 20 years later. It's definitely worth a shot, though, to, to make an angle actually work if you're actually going to put some effort into it. Well, at that point, you might as well say, Vince Russo, you want to come on board? I mean, that guy would have probably said yes and oh, taken he the said Bischoff yes to spot anything. instantly. Yeah. But I have to be the devil's advocate and just be like, no, I don't, I don't see him even... I feel like he would. That would have made when he did come in a year later. I felt like that would have maybe not even have happened. Then if you, that's just me thinking like, fuck, they're coming at me because they want me now. Fuck them. No, they're not gonna have me. I just, I don't know. I don't. I could see him having that attitude. I'm just saying, you know, just make that effort to 
them have the most impact with Haman on one side of oh, Shimon yeah. and, and Bischoff on the other. But not even they didn't even they didn't even do the Haman thing on no. his own. So there you go. There. I mean, you had the guy, but you didn't even you used him a bit as like Stephanie McMahon's like puppet yeah. almost like. But that was it. Just to, just to cut promos and, and you know in the background and all that stuff. She just is awful on the mic. Even today, she's not. Yeah. She's trying too hard to be her dad, and it's just. Uh, She's hot. It's nice to look at her. Yeah. But, but she and she just she gets the Ronda Rousey bitch face too, and she just you know what I mean. Like she's not coming back, is she? Not, I hope not. She's out in the woods somewhere, right? Probably looking yeah, for crying somewhere. I hope so. I keep seeing on my YouTube that she's doing these. I don't know what they're calling them, real talks, where she's going out on like hikes with like Devon, and there was the other. There was episode two was with Paige. It's like, fuck. Why does anybody show any interest in you? You are just a worthless fucking name in this business like no one's gonna remember you in 10 years i mean they will because it's beyond but they don't talk about her like they're gonna talk about lesnar and ken shamrock right like it's just ah, so sour on that person (laughs) um they eventually did an invasion pay-per-view which was it it was so cobbled together it was ridiculous i mean you had well it goes back to like the names you said that they have you know really Canyon. Nothing against Canyon, but him and DDP is like... Was it him and DDP? Yeah. It was, right? Yeah. It was ch- the WCW champions against Taker and Kane during that time? Yeah. It's like nothing against Canyon, but they should be putting DDP in like the title picture, and Canyon should be built up yep. to the WWF audience. And that's the thing is they didn't do vignettes on these guys, nothing. and you had all that footage. Yeah, that's y- true. You bought the entire video library, and you did nothing with it. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't have built that up. I mean, yeah, you can have the invasion just be this random moment when it happened, but as the weeks progressed, tell the story of who these people are. Like, who's... I can't even think of anybody like WCW other than the main ones we just mentioned. But, like, Billy Kidman's and shit like that. It's like, why... Tell me why he is the way he is. Like, why did he just go from, like, this cool-looking street guy to now he's wearing regular wrestling tights and he's coming out to this, like, weird rap? Yep. Like, where, where's the transition there? Who is this guy? And also, I would have shown old footage of, like, Austin being in WCW, yeah. Triple H being in WCW. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They had so many options, and it was just like, they yeah. just, they had so much going on, they just, they did not think it through, and they just, like you said, throw shit against the wall to see if it sticks. Well, when you say they have so much going on, they can't really see what is going on. That's perfect, but he, well, how do you explain now? You don't have much going on, That's, WWE. Yeah. You got to have Goldberg coming in to feud with Zul. Again, Goldberg, nobody gives a fuck about now, is feuding with a guy that you haven't made relevant until just recently again. Because he'll sell for him and he'll he'll take big moves and make it look really Right. Good. He is essentially the watered-down version of Shawn Michaels. The guy that can go out there and sell it all, but we're not going to give you that spot like, like we did Michaels. Yep. We had it for a little bit when you won the title with Del Rio, but then you got a concussion and we're like, well, fuck that. Right. We're not we're doing gonna put you with McIntyre and then have McIntyre be the star. Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, with the Invasion pay-per-view, you had a Nick Patrick Earl Hebner match. That's how bad it got. You I know? did like that the, the referees were, like, the one-sided. Yeah. But, you, I mean, I don't know how you would have played that out any more than just, just having the boss come down. Like, knock it off! You're on the same side! So I get where they were going to. It just was that delivery wasn't there. Yeah. 
So, um, I think the really the the only standout match of that whole pay per view was Rob Van Dam against Jeff Hardy for the Hardcore for the, title. I just watched it, and good, good God, I think that was the one I just watched. Maybe not. Maybe I watched one. Did they do one at SummerSlam? They did a ladder match at SummerSlam. I think. For the title, yeah. right? Yep. That's the one I just watched. And good God almighty, that match is awful. That They missed so many fucking spots yep. in that match. And it's just... That's a terrible, terrible, terrible match. This one, though, they were on point. Was that the, the one match. where they fell into the Yeah, he, he, Van, he did the Van Daminator and it, he landed in the Like the V-shaped the pit. Shape yeah, there was pit. like a okay, pit. That's, yep. Okay, that's... Um, okay. The main event was the inaugural brawl. Booker T, DDP, the Dudleys, and Rhino against the all pretty much the all stars of WWF: Stone Cold, Kurt Angle, Jericho, Kane, and Undertaker. What about me, brother? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, think about how one sided that is as far as talent. WWF. Yeah, it, it just I get they had contracts and they were sitting at home, you know, making money. It mm-hmm. just but. I mean, there's really not much. They ju- they kept the invasion storyline going, but it just wasn't. Because it would have worked if they had the invasion, and it was headed by Hogan Hall and Nash yep. at NWO. But then, what was it like a year after this is when they bring them in or yeah. something like that? Yep. I mean, I don't remember the technical reasons why they weren't in at the moment, but it's like you missed the boat with that one. Yeah, I mean, if I was if I was them, I'd sit at home and take money from a contract where I could sit at home and do and nothing and make money. You know, I don't blame them, but it just, there was so many missed opportunities, and it, it's a shame, because WCW could still be a brand today. ECW oh, yeah. could still be a brand if they had, I think if they had just let it go and, and gotten TV deals and done it later on, they well, definitely look at could their, have. I mean, I know it's not, but it is, NWA's back. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, and it's becoming a big thing again. It's not just... Hush, hush. It's like, that's going to be pushed right up into the AEW Yeah, and they're, category. they're doing stuff with Ring of Honor, too. So, so yeah, the NWA is back. I think if there had been chances for a streaming service back then, you would have seen a WCW TV show. You would have oh, seen probably. ECW because they would have had some place to put that talent. Without putting it out on TV and yep. paying for that. And you could have built it up on the network at mm-hmm. that point. But, that I mean, that wasn't available to them at that point. Um. At, Rus- er, at SummerSlam, The Rock beat Booker T for the WCW title, and to me, that's pretty much where it ended. Yep. You kept the storyline going, but it was pretty much over. And I don't understand why The Rock needed to get over on Booker. I, I mean, I get it. It's WWF needs to win. That's all it is. WWF yep. has to show its superiority. But build that. Like, have that be a few matches instead and, and of all, just that one and done and Booker T looks like a punk. Yeah, all Rock did was make fun of Booker T the whole time and Booker mm-hmm. had no chance to get anything yep. back on it. Yep. You know? The only the only gleaming light there was when Shane McMahon gave him the bookends. Yeah, that was, that was actually That was funny. cool as shit. And I would honestly really like to know if Booker T still maybe even has those because I know that's something I'd keep. Yep. I just thought that was really cool. And, I mean, it didn't hurt Booker no. in the long run, which is good. No. He was the only one out of that that actually came out of but it. But still, you to know. have to do that just for your own ego. Yep. Like, nobody ever says, The Rock was a WCW world champion. No one ever says Undertaker and Kane were WCW tag team champion. Nobody gives a fuck because I mean, it was under the WWF banner. Yeah, the only ones that ever really acknowledged 
having a WCW title was the Dudleys when they were or Team 3D when they were in TNA. Exactly. To add it to their to accolades their, of 23-time champions. You know, which that makes sense then. It, right. That adds to it. But it, for The Rock to be like, I'm a five-time WWF champion and one-time WCW, I don't care about that one. I'll snicker at that. I think it's funny that Booker T still does the five-time thing and never really mentions the one time he was in world TNA. champion. No, world champion WWE. Oh, WWE, yeah. He never exactly. really mentions that. You know? No, he's more proud of the WCW shit. Yeah. But it's good to see that, that he came out of it on top over everybody, you know, and the WCW guys just kind of faded out, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. I mean, Canyon lasted until 2003, but not really. You know, he was there for a little bit, and then he did training and stuff like that, but... I mean, the Divas are kind of really the only ones that stuck around for the long term. And watching SummerSlam 07, they just did... They did Layla, I think it was. She won it. Maybe it was the year before, 2006. I don't know. Whatever year she won the, the Raw Diva search. They have her in the backstage, and like all the women are like snickering at her and you know hazing her and shit. And Trish Stratus is going down the line of all these Divas like... I'm a seven-time women's champion. You think you have the right to be in the locker room? And then she's like, and this one's this, and you think you have the right to be in the locker room? And then she gets Tori Wilson. She's like, and Tori Wilson has worked her ass off to get here. You think you have the right to be in the I'm like thinking to myself, the fuck has she done since she left WCW two years ago? Or not two years ago, but, you know, years ago. She's never been a women's champion. Been in Playboy a couple times. Right, that's what she says. That's what Trish says. She goes, she's graced the cover of FHM magazine. So fucking what? She's in my spank bank? That means right. she's qualified to be in the women's locker room? Like, it's just... But even that moment, like, you never see that again where they pull her into the shower and, like, start stripping her down and hosing her down with the shower heads and shit. It's like, holy fuck. Like, one, that's straight hazing. Like, that's awful. Yeah. And two, it's, like, to a woman, so they'll never do that again. But just, like, yeah, like, Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler, like, other than being eye candy, what the fuck have you ever done? Yep. Still to this day, Tori Wilson, great for you, your Hall of Fame, but what the fuck have you done to make me look at you and be like, yes, that's a woman in wrestling I should remember. You're great, you're a fitness model, that's great that you're an advocate for like kids and shit, but wrestling-wise, you have not done shit. And, and it's pretty much, she has a shitload of followers on like Twitter and Right, Instagram. and they're all these types of people. So, so, so she can they can say, she can say, oh, I'm a WWE Hall of Famer, and that gets the WWE name out there. Yep. You know what I mean? It's really all it is. Yep. Because if women in WWE Hall of Fame, where's Jackie? Um, oh, there was someone else I was just thinking of the other day. I was like, wow, I can't believe she's not in the Hall of Fame. But like, Miss Elizabeth isn't in the Hall right, of Fame. Right, Miss Elizabeth. You know, why isn't she in the Hall of Fame? That might have been the one I was thinking of. Luna Vachon's not Luna, in the Hall no, of Fame. Luna was who I was thinking of, because when I was watching WrestleMania 9, and she came out with... She came out with Shawn Michaels. That's right. Because Sherry was, Sherry with, was Tatanka. with Tatanka. Yep. I was thinking that. I was like, Jesus Christ, why isn't like Luna Vachon? She's like multi-generational wrestler. Like, Why isn't she in the Hall of Fame just because... It's kind of like a popularity contest now. It, it is. It really is. It's a shame because they, they for a while, like, 04, you had that great class with Harley Race. And, and then 05 was, like, all of Hall, like WrestleMania 1 people. Yep. And then they, they were good throughout the years. And like I've said, you're scraping at the bottom of the barrel the more years you do it, though. Yeah. Like, who you, who, 2019, I could, or 2020, I could think of a whole list of Hall of Famers, but I know they're going to scrape the bottom and put fucking Terry Taylor in there. <laughs> and, like, I get the concept of that Warrior Award, but that's just PR. That's total PR. 
We're, we're going to get a disabled person and or, or the girl that works for us that does, you know, all our charity Right. Work. Why does she need to get the Warrior Award? Like, she, you present her with, like, a good employee award behind Espe- the scenes. Especially that's, that's not even what he wanted to begin with. Mm-hmm. He wanted it for behind-the-scenes people that do stuff. For the company to recognize them, right? Not not charity work and, and they all do, that they, shit. They, they need like referees need to be included in yeah. this Hall of Fame shit. I don't understand why. Like, I mean, Earl Hebner, I get he's kind of a piece of shit in the WWE's eyes, but like, still that guy was there for like every. But like Mike Kyoto, he's been there at least twenty years. Right. And that know? was that was something. I forget who it was. They were talking like, why don't the referees have characters anymore? Like, why aren't the referees a, a person? They're just there in a shirt like you don't know 90% of their names now you don't give a shit about the referee like I remember it was like Marty Elias uh, Jack Doan John Cone Mickey Henson uh, Mike Kyoto, Nick Patrick Nick Patrick Brian Hebner Brian Hebner it's like now I couldn't it's, there's the black one there's the Asian one. Oh look Kyoto's in the main event like that's it well like You've got Bandito, who we know from from CTWE. He's a referee for NXT. Show some fucking footage of that motherfucker wrestling. Yeah, it's like they don't want you to know he would. Like, that's so weird, too. Like, I don't know if... I I mean, yeah, I probably would take a place in WWE at any point. But when you know you are a high-flying wrestler, you're not like one of the big muscle guys that's like, well, I'm kind of limited what I can do. Let me just be a ref. You're like... Could have wrestled fucking Ricochet for the title you know what i mean and yep. it been a high-flying spectacle but it's like nope that guy there he uh, he's like a luchador and all but he's a referee too it's like how do you have any pride i guess a little bit in that like ah, i made it to wwe but i'm a referee i mean i don't know it's not like jack and nick and them who are referees from day one yeah like you are a wrestling talent that's just straight referee. You don't even wrestle at all. And it's a little different than, like, Nigel McGuinness finally getting to WWE because he's in a prominent position. Right. You know You're I mean? just a like, referee. Like, yep. if you ever start to wrestle, it's going to be like, well, nobody really cares. And it's not like they really do ref bumps anymore and stuff. To no, make they it don't. Really, you know, it's... There's no relevance to them in the ring. They're just there now to literally count the one, two, three. Yep. That's it. Um, the Invasion storyline continued till Survivor Series, where just WWF triumphed, and then it was just back to status quo, yep. just regular WWE or WWF again, and then turning into WWE. Yep. And then when they brought the NWO in, it just it had no steam, and everybody wanted Hogan in the red and yellow. Right, and they you know? didn't even the the boys didn't even want those guys there because yep. the reputations that they've had. But and then even once that fizzled away. Because of Hall and Nash basically having their own problems. And I, I've i always wondered this. Like, why the fuck... And they even said it in the podcast, and I've always wondered it. Why did Nash not have a match at Mania? Yep. You built all three of them up. You knew one out of two of those storylines was absolute trash. And that was Hall and Austin... I like just the story up to that was stupid. And if you wanted Austin to be triumphant, make it a handicap match, the outsiders against Austin. Make it a really have him triumph. Make it a triple threat match of Hogan, Hall or I'm not I'm sorry. Hogan, Rock and Austin. You have Hogan or Rock and Austin already feuding essentially, you know, that that just there. And then you have Hogan trying to butt in and be like, "Oh, you know, I'm fucking beat the both of you." But yeah, why not a handicap match? Like, why couldn't that have happened? Yep. 
And you just, could you could have done like a tag match with Hall and and Nash against like the Dudleys or the APA or something like that. It just seems like just such a waste of like why wasn't Nash even involved? It's it's like they just they don't they never think things through. It was bad. It really was because I mean I, I love Hall, but at that time like Jesus Christ, he was almost at his worst. You know you know what I mean? And Austin clearly you could tell fucking had to carry most of all of it and. Just the storylines were stupid. It was. Like, having him in the ice, tying him up in the chair and shit, and, like, pouring alcohol on him or whatever the hell the, the gimmick was. It's like And he was on a drug that, you know, if he got any alcohol near him, he'd get violently ill. Right. And none of them knew it. They just thought it was all part of the, sh- the yep. sham. And it's like, this is stupid. Well, to me, you know he's had these issues with Why alcohol before. Why would you before. do that? Yep. Why? Yeah. It's not like Jericho and Punk. Right. Where he brought the alcohol in. and I mean, I thought that was a little edgy. I really did. And yeah. I, I liked it, though. Because their matches paid off. Their street fights that they had paid off. Their regular matches they had were fun. But, yeah, like, why would you even put him in a vulnerable situation as such? Like, that's just carelessness. Yep. And then to have that shit pay off at WrestleMania, it was like, nobody ever remembers Austin and Hall. It's Hogan and Rock, that yep. stare down. Um, and for that to be one of Austin's final appearances really sucks too, you know. Yeah. As far as WrestleMania goes. Yep. But I, I thought it was an interesting time in the business when you had so much going on at once, and they just they really did not know what to do with it. And there's so much that could have been as far as WCW and ECW, oh, yeah. and it just it's it's a shame because ECW still resonates. WCW not so much, but you you've got nostalgia podcasts everywhere talking. I mean, we're oh, talking yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just, it's fun Tony to go Siobhan back. Tony has a podcast, and I'm pretty sure all he probably talks about is WCW. They, they do some current stuff, and they, they, they go back and watch, like, stuff that he's never seen, mm. you know, as far as when he was in WCW, and they talk about when he was in WWF for that, like, that big of a yeah. time. But it, it's, it's, I think it's cool to go back and see what could have been, and ECW still resonates. Whenever something hardcore happens, somebody's chanting ECW. ECW, exactly. You know? it, Which... You fucking fans out there that chant that stuff, it's not every fucking spot. Like, I am so sick and tired of hearing, like, oh, man, that dude just fell off a ladder. We got to chant holy shit now. Yeah, or this is awesome. It's or, like, yep. Jesus Christmas. Not everything needs a chant, but nowadays, you, if, I don't even know. Or, like, every time there's a hardcore match, people are chanting, we want tables. Right. Like, have like, I get it, it, but haven't you seen it enough? Like, not every hardcore match has to have exactly, tables. Exactly, you know? right. Yeah. No, I agree with that. But I, I don't know. I, I wish I watched WCW when I was younger, but I'm glad I didn't. Because taking these strolls down memory lane lets me kind of think like, oh wow, I never knew that. Instead of just being like, yeah, I knew that, or you know, just yeah, it's interesting. Um, like to know that on the last, or not even the last episode of WCW, but. Eric Bischoff wanted Cyrus the Virus, Don Callis, right? Yeah. His name, and Joey Styles to be his announcers for that show and stuff like that. Like, oh, can you imagine that one? It's because he wanted to do a complete reboot. Like that would bring, bring those so fans over at the same time. That would have just been interesting to yeah. have Joey Styles on WCW TV like that. That would have been just cool. Like, yeah, that would have been really cool. But that's. I mean, there is. There's a lot of stuff that could have been, would have been, should have been. Um, 
like Rob Van Dam coming from ECW to WWF, even after it was he was in WWF. And I know it's mostly on him. He didn't want to change his character. He didn't want to really go with the flow. But it's like, man, him and Austin were like, why? And he was the only one getting chance out of that entire invasion. Yeah. The crowd was so into him. I, I don't understand why it wasn't just forcibly pushed. Just let him be himself. Which was totally perfect against someone like Austin, who was a loudmouth, brash, I'm gonna drink beer and kick your ass. And then you got, you know, fucking RVD. It's like, cool, dude. Well, yeah, you, you could have done like kind of like a Ravens Rules kind of thing, where it's in his contract that if he if he wrestles, it's hardcore all the time. So then he can use the, the all the stuff that he uses, the chairs and right. all that stuff. And then Austin awesome has to kind of adapt or whoever, really, yeah. honestly. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff they could have done. That they just didn't, but that's wrestling as a whole. And it's unfortunate, but it does give us stuff to talk about, so, mm-hmm. you know. That's true. I don't know, you got anything else? Yeah. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Him. <laughs> we just did an episode on the comic shop where we talked about comic stuff, and guess what? He waited till after it was over to talk about comic stuff. <laughs> so I know we're not in the same element, but he's an asshole. <laughs> Arcadius. Thanks. I crush your head. Oh. <laughs> I crush it. Oh shit! I forgot about some Harley Race passed away. I thought about that, but I wasn't sure if we were gonna mention yeah, that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how I could forget that. I'm not surprised. I'm not even gonna act like I'm surprised. He he had been in bad health for a long time, but it just I I, I would feel shitty if I didn't mention it. I do. You know. Um, Trevor Murdoch tweeted thank you to the WWE because. In the moment of, Harley Race had no insurance for what was going on, and they got a hold of Vince, and Vince paid everything. I think they're doing a lot so. of that now. I think I think Vince took care of Bobby Heenan at the end of it, yeah. too. I think, Which he should, because yeah. those are the... Not even just he should, because those are the people that made him. But they are. They are the people that made you, and if you can't even just lift your finger to help them in any way, then that's just total shit. And, and if you. you're doing that low-key and not getting publicity on it, good on you. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, if it takes somebody like, you know, Murdoch to... Acknowledge to, it. Yeah, to bring light to that, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these guys, they don't have retirement, and, and they, they should take care of them. For the amount of money that they made off a lot of these guys, oh, yeah. they, they definitely should take care of their medical bills and shit later in life. Yep. Without a doubt. And when I get in that ring, I'm going to show you it takes more than muscles to beat me. Harley Race said that. I have no clue who he's fucking talking about. <laughs> Not a clue. That's an old NWA little promo thing there. I have no clue who he's talking about. But I just remember him saying, it's going to take more than muscles to beat me. And it's, like, it's, un- it's unfortunate because we're going to start losing a lot of those old timers that, you know, they're getting to that age where their, their health is starting to fail, and it's, it's a shame. It, it, it's just, I, see, I'm so cynical. I don't, I don't call it a shame. I just call it life. Right. I mean, it's sad. Yeah. But, Jesus, if somebody told me tomorrow Jimmy Hart died, I would be like, well, he's only 78 or 80 years old. I mean. But he looks like Father Time just Jesus said Christ. goodbye. He, really and just let you, you know. he seriously does look exactly the same age as he did when... Before I was even born. Yep. Um, and still got the same amount of energy. And well, let me tell you something, brother. We're going to sell this. We're going to do this. Blah, 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 blah. Hulkamania, brother. Woo! Like, that's his energy level. Yeah. Like, that kind of sounded like uh, 
Pritchard's cornet, which I don't like his cornet because he doesn't have a southern voice to it. I, I do like the impression, but you're right. It doesn't sound like him. Anything yeah. like him, yeah. which it's weird because all of his other impressions sound like their people. Yeah. Well, I'm Jim Cornette, you fucker, you, you motherfucker. I think he likes to make it like that just to piss Cornette off. Just to piss off. Cornette off, yep. probably. Oh, yeah, most yep. likely. Just to make him sound like a whiny little asshole, which he is. I tried listening to one of his episodes earlier talking about Hogan and Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 05 or 06, whatever it was. And Cornette's just talking about how Michaels is, he's like, I don't know why that fucker, you know, overselling like Hulk Hogan's got a 50,000 ton fucking fist and he's got boots made of lead. And it's like, I remember that match. And Shawn Michaels to me is one of the worst salesmen ever. Like, he is not even in my top 10 favorite rest, like list of favorite wrestlers. The more and more I go back and watch him, instead of growing up and watching him, the more I'm like, Jesus Christ, he just isn't. I mean, he's good. His placement's good. But this guy just sells horribly and just... He went way too over the top with most of his stuff. Over the top. Yeah. And I get Ric Flair does that too, but that was an established way of him selling other people. Like... Shawn Michaels could be laying on the top turnbuckle, somebody kicking him, and he's shooting 35 feet in the fucking air. Yeah. It's like... I think that's why, one of the reasons that turned me off on Ziggler so much is he's because a, he was doing the same thing. He's a glorified Shawn Michaels yeah. stuntman. 100%. Like, that's why I just don't care for Ziggler. I just think he's a sham. I don't think he's... He's never going to be anything. He's going to be a top tier mid Carter. And he'll keep signing a contract because he's making money and Which yeah. at that point I'd be like, fuck that. I'll go to a different place and then become huge star. Like I don't even know. Like Christian, essentially. Like, you know, saying fuck the WWE when or I don't know how his contract ended, but going to TNA and getting that recognition you knew he deserved. And then going back to WWE. And then only getting the title because Edge had to retire, essentially. <laughs> Even though that led to, I like the storyline with him. No, and me too. I thought that was actually a really I good storyline. We got to mention current events of Kofi Kingston. You know, you, you said the pay per view tonight. What is it? Battleground? Stop. No, SummerSlam's tonight. SummerSlam is tonight. Wow, that's yeah. kind of funny that we've been mentioning SummerSlam now. I didn't realize that's the pay per view. Yep. So who's uh who's Becky facing? Holy shit. Um, fuck, I don't even know. Natalia, maybe. Wow. It's bad when your fucking female champion is outshined by Charlotte Flair and, and Trish Stratus. That's awful, especially when the man became such a thing. Yep. But um, there was something I was going to say about something. Or, or, or is that built upon their previous storylines? They, men- they mentioned it. But, but it's, it's just, probably not the build. No, it's like Orton saying, oh, well, you know... You've changed yourself so many times, you know, from Jamaican to New Day to all this. I've never had to change myself. I've just always been Randy Orton. Is that really what his thing was? Yeah, exactly. You've always just been Randy Orton. Except for when you were the Legend Killer. When you were the Legend Killer, you had the best gimmick at that time. Yeah. Because, I mean, one, you had a lot of them legends that were still able to get in there and take a bump. But I would love it now. If, like, Kofi Kingston says to him, I'm going to be the new legend killer then, and I'm going to kill the legend of Randy Orton. Like, just play that shit right the fuck up. Like, but again, I don't give two squirts of a piss about Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I mean, I know Bray Wyatt and Strowman are feuding, right? 
Uh, now it's Strowman and uh, or Wyatt and uh, Balor, I think. Still. Okay, I thought I saw. Some, okay, so even if I misconstrued. I mean, there, like I said, I'm not caught up. You know, nothing, but, nothing that they have is saying I gotta watch them still. Yeah. Except for Owens. Yep. I want to see what Owens has got to say because he just seems like the one that's kind of off the cuff. And that's the thing is they need more of that. Yep. Let these people just say what they want to say, whether you like it or not. You know, let them vent their real frustrations and yep. let them go. You exactly. Know? But no, we got to keep it cookie cutter based because if we step out of our box, then oh my God, the eyes are on us in the wrong way. Like right. heaven forbid they have a live mic and they say something that they shouldn't, and you know yep. we have to explain it later. Well, too fucking bad. It's live TV. You exactly. Know? Like when they when they brought Steiner back and he goes out and he's I forgot who he was beating up or whatever, but he. He's getting ready to cut a promo, and it's right on the DVD, and you can hear him say, give me the fucking mic. Yep. And he gets his ass chewed out in the back. It's like, yo, this is still, like, a little post-Attitude Era. You know what Scott Steiner is. Like, what do you... That's like telling Rick, like, Rick, we're not going to give you a live mic because we know what you do. Well, that's his best shit right there. Yep. You know, like, if I hear a wrestler say the f- fuck, it's like, oh, cool, like... There's a little attitude or energy behind it, and it's not. It doesn't seem so watered down. Like I just, I don't even know. I was waiting for the longest time for The Rock to be like boots to butts, <laughs> just cause. You know what I yeah. mean? Even in the fucking video games, you have to go in the main menu and turn the blood on. No, I'm not saying that has to be wrestling, but it, it's part of it. It's yeah. part of you know. You get hit in the head with a steel chair. There needs to be that illusion of disbelief of like okay he, he just got hit in the with a chair he should be bleeding a little bit but in a video game to have to turn that have that feature off right in the beginning it's like the fuck even stone cold steve austin doesn't even give the fingers anymore yeah it's like what that's like i just and, don't get it wwe was criticizing aew for cody rhodes bleeding and they're like oh well they're gonna do it on national tv and cody rhodes has said i've been saying for the past three months that we are not doing blood on tv if we do blood, it's only going to be on the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. But no, you don't pay attention to that shit. You just think, oh, they're automatically going to do it on TV. Right. You jump to that gun, and you're trying to get your make yourself look better look by better. saying, we don't do blood. It, well, then you, you know? got, like I told you, Seth fucking Rollins. Not this past Monday, but the Monday before, I'm watching a video clip on my phone at work, and it said, Seth Rollins uses blood packet or capsule. I'm like, how, do you, how can you tell? So it's literally Lesnar's beating the shit out of him. Seth Rollins is kneeled down, and you just see him do this. Like, you just clearly see him just put his whole fucking... And then the very next slam, spitting the blood up and shit. And I'm like, wow. I go, that's what they've reduced it to? You have to now use blood capsules for to get over, but during a Lesnar scene? Like... When, especially when he's beaten the shit out of people right. for just, more, with more than that, and you've never used one before. I just, I thought that was a total, like, wow, what, how far have we fallen, people? Like, it just, I have zero interest in, like, I didn't, in watching it. I didn't know SummerSlam was tonight until uh, somebody s- posted something so. on Facebook, and I'm just like, holy shit, I don't, I do not fucking care. No. Just don't give a shit. Like, I watched the trailer for the newest wrestling game. I was like, oh, I'm in the nose. Let me see it. And it's good. I like the setup of it, but by the end of it, I'm like, it's fucking... You Who's the chicken? Becky Lynch, the redhead? Yeah. Yeah, she's the women's champion. The hot, the hot little commodity. Okay. So, did you see the video? Yeah. Okay, so you know, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, all right. 
Well, it, they're at like this. They're in this like big ballroom, and all the wrestlers are there. I mean, legends that are still alive, current superstars, and they're all like in suits. And it's like a fancy, fancy soiree. It's a party, right? And then who breaks the glass ceiling? Becky Lynch. She comes smashing through the glass ceiling, wearing all of her leather getup, a t-shirt with the tuxedo on it, and I forget what she says, like something like, "Oh, did I crash the party?" Yeah. Something, something like that. All the guys, you know, because they, they have to make it that now. All the guys are like, "Holy shit!" Even Stone Cold Steve Austin is in it, and he's looking at her like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" And then Roman Reigns walks up to her, oh, and he's holding two cups of champagne, and I don't know what he says to her, something like, great entrance, or you look good, kid. Or no, I, I forget what it is, but he calls her the man at the end of it. It's like, that was a great entrance, man. And hands her a cup of champagne, and she's like, thank you. And then they, they start drinking from it, and then they cut to like the 2K20 logo, and it's both of them standing there back-to-back with each other. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. You're pushing Becky Lynch. Hey, if you're going to have a woman for the first time ever on the cover of a game, cool. Thank God it's not Charlotte Flair. Thank God it's not Charlotte Flair. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, why does Roman need to be involved in that? Like, it, it just it amazes me who he gets fixated on. Roman Reigns. It just, John Cena. It just, it, it really is amazing. It, it is. You know? It, it absolutely is. It's, and it's annoying. Like, I, I do have the respect for Reigns. Because what he's done, what he's gone yeah. through, what he's had to, you know, he's been there for a few years now to where he's actually put in, you know, some effort. But it's just like, it's it's just not going to happen with me. I'm not going to want that guy. Yep. At all. And neither is most of your audience. So I don't I don't get it either. But, the, I mean, the commercial was kind of cool. It was totally different than, like, uh the one where Seth Rollins is like going around like burning everything. But you see, and the thing is, that's the 2K doing it. Right. That's not no, WWE no, 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 doing exactly. it. So that's why it looks good because 2K is doing it, not mm-hmm. WWE. You know? No, exactly. But I mean, that doesn't mean the game's gonna be good because no. their games are shit. <laughs> but I, did, I just thought it was cool to see like there was just so many people in that ballroom. There were like a hundred wrestlers, yeah. and they're just all like having a fancy dinner party. And then I, I mean, because I, I like the concept of breaking that glass ceiling yeah. like that's totally what it was and she's the only woman in the entire i think i think so i think she's the only woman in the entire clip that's cool which that's a good way of coming out and doing it without being like i am a woman and i am stronger than all the men it's like no she's just showing like i can be right in there too i'm equal to that shit and i like that i thought that i thought it was a cool little little commercial but um i just didn't know what rain's because he's not champion or nothing. So I don't know why he had to be in there. Yeah. I mean, I do know why he had to be in there, but right. logically I don't <laughs> get it. Yep. And neither do a lot of people, so it, it turns a lot of people off. Especially when The Rock says he's retired from wrestling. It's like, bullshit, you're going to do another run-in when your fucking cousin here needs you. Like, or you've got a movie to promote that you really don't have a lot of confidence in, so you figure I'll get that wrestling fan. All <laughs> of them? Every movie he's been in, he's need to promote through WWE, basically, minus fucking the new Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, I could pretty much... I mean, not every movie, but... Well, I mean, this this new Jumanji, he does it because he had the other one to, you know, to base it off exactly. of. Exactly. So, yeah. I, I want to see the new one because I, I genuinely did like the other one, but I feel like this one is just... They're trying real hard. To have Danny DeVito 
and Danny Glover be the young kids now, it's like you're, you're pushing the envelope a little bit much with that one. Yeah. But I still do want to see it. I don't want to see the new Fast and Furious movie ever in my life. <laughs> Not once. I liked it. Have you seen the other ones? I've seen all the way up to three, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> then you're good. <laughs> I just think the newest one, the concept is fucking retarded. Unless I'm, you guys could fill me in on why it is the Rock's character stopped chasing down the good guys, and why Jason Statham's character is not any longer a villain, and he's working with an essentially a good guy. To be honest, I've watched all of them, and I don't remember how they got to that point. Like that's how convoluted the storyline. See, to me, right then and there, I'm already detracted from it. I'm like, ah. Yeah. You, you, you had this Zelda guy. As the villain, though, was pretty cool. Good for him. I'll go fucking fuck him. <laughs> fuck him in that movie. Whoa. I'll go watch Dark Tower. He's the Black Superman. <laughs> I know he says that, doesn't he? He, he, actually, he actually did. He actually did really well. As a oh, I bet he did because he's a great actor. He, he is. is. But that doesn't mean it's going to be it. That's Save the movie. Not for me, anyways. Oh. It's just. It's just silly. And then all those cameos in it, which they're not cameos, because they're, right, they're yeah. going to be reoccurring characters. But it's like, really had to put Kevin Hart in that movie? Makes me think Spoiler he, alert, if you haven't seen yeah. it, Kevin Hart's in the movie. For Hobbs and Shaw? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. And there's some other cameos in there that are like... And to me, the only reason they did it is because it's the same exact director of Deadpool that yeah, directed this that, movie. Yeah. So it's like, this is just kind of like favors to him. And this, this, and that, like, I just don't. It makes me know, think that fuck. Kevin Hart is part of The Rock's production company. Like, oh, I wouldn't owns, doubt it. He owns part of it. You know that. I, mean? I would. The Rock and the little place. I don't even know what you call his nickname. Rock and Pebbles. <laughs> but I just, I have no interest in that movie yeah. at all. Well, other than that, I guess we can kind of put a bow on it. I don't really have anything else. Other than you know, you've got Boston Comic Con coming up, so that should be cool. I do. Do they ever have any wrestlers there? Well, uh, since I've only been to one, I can't really say. Uh, last I've never year, seen them announce any, or since I've looked, I've, I haven't seen. Because this announce. is like these are like celebrities, and of course, wrestlers aren't celebrities. But most most of the cons we've been to have had at least one. So. <laughs> well, this is this is huge. This is literally like a celebrity. Right. Celebrity. I mean, John Travolta. Yeah. Is gonna be there. Like the fuck, John Travolta. Um, I think that's pretty cool, though. They canceled... Who got just got canceled? Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum? Smallville? Uh, I don't know why. I don't really care. I wasn't going to meet either one of them, but... I don't know. There's not... There's big names there, and nobody that's jumping out to me that, like last year when it was like Pee Wee Herman, Jeff Goldblum, fucking Billy D. Williams, William Shatner, Michael J. Fox, and... Christopher Lloyd and why can't I think of her name? Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson and Biff. I don't know his name. But there was a lot of like Jason Momoa. I mean, the Green Ranger is going to be there from Power Rangers, which Mr. J's pretty excited to meet him. Um, other than that, the guys from the Goonies though. That's that, cool. that is cool. I just can't believe like they didn't get Josh Brolin. Just would have really set that off. I think that would have been really cool. But and it's not like he's got anything Marvel going right. on right now, so... It would have been really cool. But I am excited, just I don't even care. I mean, I do care about the celebrities, but I just, I'm so excited just because we, we were looking at... I was looking at the map the other night. Jay sent it to me on my phone. Just the layout of it all. They had last year 400 and... like 40 vendors. 
This year they've got like 670 of them. Wow. So it's like, holy Christmas. And it's a huge place. This place is literally the length of three football fields. Wow. It is ginormous. And our hotel is a, is like attached right to the convention center. So there's no, we got to get there. Hurry. It's like, oh, no, we're, we're, we're good. We can leave in like 10 minutes. Cool. So I'm very excited wow. for that. Other than that, there's not really anything... That party, I can't wait to go to the the 80s, 90s retros party as well. Well, that, Hogan, that ties into the wrestling ring because you're going as Hulk Hogan. As Hulk Hogan! <laughs> it does look ridiculous, but... <laughs> I'm like the guy that had the diabetes. What's his name? Oh, <laughs> Wilford Brimley. Yeah, I feel like I'm a walrus like he was. You look like um, Sesame Street, the, the things that would flap their faces back and forth. Ah! Oh, my mustache got stuck in my beard. Hogan's wouldn't have that problem. My uncle goes to me, he's like, you need to dye your beard black. I'm like, Hogan didn't even have a fucking beard guy. He had like a horrible five o'clock shadow that he tanned, like he spray painted black. Yeah. I go, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to get rid of the beard either. It's just going to be my version of Hulk Hogan. But the mustache looks, I mean, it looks like shit up close and it's just cheesy, but... Oh, my shirt's over there. I cut it out of the back of my shirt, the slits, like he uh, used to have. Yeah. So, I'm excited, though. I, I hope there is, like, a macho man there or somebody that I can you play do, off of. Do the of. handshake Like, even just, like, lock up and just kind of, like, do, like, a little thing in the moment and have people like, what is going on over there? Because I'm all about attention grabbing like that. <laughs> so, but I am excited for it. Other than that, that's all I got. Well, all right, then. I guess this has been the wrestling ring. I'm Deadly Dave. I'm Hulk Hogan, brother! You can't see anything because it's all glared out. This kind of has like a mustache like me. But I'm Hulk Hogan, also known as Ace Williams, brothers. And joining us once again... I'm Marcadius. Thanks for checking out the Comic Wrestling Podcast and the Wrestling Ring. Oh, yeah!